0: What up, you marks? And welcome to Papa P Jobbers, baby. I am your host, Jake the villain. Alongside me, we got a beautiful Brett. Yeah, brother. Oh, good, <laughs> <laughs> and CL Kid. That's right, baby. Too sweet. Alright, guys. Well, today it is May 7th. 2020 and we are recovering still from that fantastic episode we had last week with an incredible guest in buff sir bagwell. Uh today we got some exciting stuff to talk about as Money in the Bank is upon us for WWE. So the bulk of our cast today will be centered around Money in the Bank. And so to kick things off we're just going to go straight into our what's the deal segment. What's the deal guys? With this Money in the Bank lineup, what do you think of the matches going on? Are you a fan of the men's Money in the Bank, the women's Money in the Bank? about the championship matches? Let's dissect them one by one. CL Kid, we'll start with you. What do you think about the men's Money in the Bank match?
1: Um, looking at the people, just to run through it, Daniel Bryan, Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, Otis, and AJ Styles. Um, mm-hmm. I think adding in AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan really gives this what it needs, which is star power. Um, Aside from that, I'm a little torn on it because there's no one in there, for me at least, that I feel needs the money in the bank title. That kind of sometimes you get those guys that are almost top tier, but not quite, and you use that to kind of leverage them forward. But none of these guys really hit me. And this is a small thing, but for me, big importance none of their entrance music really pops for me in a way that when something randomly happens or having a match and then they're kind running down the ramp, I'm not really excited to hear uh, any of theirs. I guess AJ Styles would be the closest thing but for me. He doesn't- what about DB? You like right. DB's entrance music? I guess, I guess Dan yeah. Brown will have to be the way, and I'm not a big fan of his music, but I guess it gives you that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like that little, moment to be like, hey, what is that? Oh, you know, and that'll be exciting. Um, I guess if if he's the guy who's gonna win, I'd be most okay with that. I don't know what you're feeling on that, Brett. Who not not a prediction, just you know, favor.
2: Uh, I'd like to see Alistair Black win. <clears throat> I mean I've I've been a big fan of Alistair Black since NXT. I think he's great, he's got the great look, he can go, you know, he's his shit looks real brutal that flying knee looks just absolutely brutal. Uh, he's the guy that I would, in a perfect world, if I were booking, that's who I would put him put over. But I do understand why they might not do it because he's still just kind of starting out. Uh, I I really hope they don't go with Corbin. I, I think that's all I need to say about that. I mean, if, if, if Corbin wins it, it's going to be like if John Cena had won at the ECW pay-per-view, we're all going to riot. So I'm, I'm pulling with the Alistair Black and, uh, as far as that theme music thing goes, I, I, at first I had that reaction like, what is this guy talking about? But I do kind of understand what you're saying with it, and I do halfway agree with you, though. Uh, if I were to uh, speak for our missing colleague, uh, King Deuce, most of these people don't want them, So,
0: <laughs> I'm a big a. Um He's been out since Romania, but he came back this week during that gauntlet match, um, which he won. I thought for a second they were going to give it to Bobby Lashley. But uh, he came in and wound up winning. Um, I, I, I agree. The, the lineup's kind of light. Not really sure why it's so light. Um, Brett, do you know if, if Alistair Black, has he lost yet since he's been called up? Yeah,
1: he has. Yeah. He has? Yeah, he has. He, he lost in the pay-per-view, didn't he? He lost to Rollins, too. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. When I mean, they oh, kind wow. of cheated, him, but he lost to Rollins. But I mean, I love Alistair Bly because the points you make are all, all valid about him. I think the only way for me that I would enjoy an Alistair Bly cash-in is if he turns heel on that cash-in. I think that would be the way to go, have him go up. You know, I don't know who at this point, you know, it's too early in the year to say, but let's just say, for example, someone like Daniel Bryan would win the title and he, you know, gives props to him at some point of the year and then he, he cashes in on him. Kind of like the Daniel Bryan Big Show thing. Mm. Um because I know that, like you said, the entrance music doesn't make a big deal. But for me, the most memorable moments for cashing in is the Seth Rollins music hitting and that freaking Dolph Ziggler music hitting. And it's just, when that happened, it was it was on. So, I don't know. I, I can go either way with it. I like Alex for Black. I think that will give me the additional push. But I don't like him as a face. He's a little too quiet uh, to play the face persona. And I don't think it's really worth not wasting, but, you know, gifting
2: and then to, just to kind of piggyback off of that, now, since, since you brought up the babyface heel thing, you know, the money in the bank concept kind of lends itself to a heel, right? Because once, yeah. and I'm sure we'll get into it later, but, you know, once you had that first time that, you know, Edge cashed in after John Cena just gotten the shit kicked out of him in an Elimination Chamber match, that's when it kind of turned from, okay, well, we're going to set this up and build the angle and everything like that to bam, just, you know, cash it in at an opportune, at an opportune moment. So that's why I think, you know, this, it's the concept of it just kind of lends itself to feel so much better because of that, you know, and I understand now it's a little bit different. There's not baby faces and heels. Everybody's kind of in between, but there's definitely, everybody kind of leans one way or the other. And it's gonna be difficult to take somebody like Daniel Bryan, especially, who is a babyface. I mean, even when he's a heel, he's still kind of a baby face, he's still got those tendencies, yeah. you know, and it'd be difficult to imagine him cashing it in on whoever like Bray Wyatt or somebody, whoever's champion at at the time, who that just got the shit kicked out of him. So that that's the only thing i could and and i could see him going with aj styles that way too because he's kind of playing that heel thing so that that's that's just kind of
1: how i've always thought about the the money in the bank so i don't know if jake you're gonna jump in here but so what do you think of a guy like the ziggler cash in um obviously that's a huge money in the bank moment for a lot of people Uh, as you
0: jump you're jumping in the Huh? Your jump list here. Let's go. Let's get to it, though. Let's let's talk about
1: okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't my. That was my intent to go that, that far into it. But if you want to dive into the Ziggler cashin', right? So the Ziggler cashin' is seen as one of the best moments of not just Money in the Bank, but what is that? The Raw after after Mania moments of all time. Um. He did it on a on a heel essentially. You know, Dolph Ziggler, or as a heel essentially. And I don't know what you wanted to call Del real at that point. Mm. Uh, um. But Rio was kind of like the transitioning baby face because he was starting to do those consistent headshot kicks even after the guy was already down. Like, I remember he had the mattress saver and he kicks him in the head with a little uh, uh, shiny wizard. And then the next week, and the next, as soon as he goes to get up, he does it again. And the crowd kind of gives it like, nah, it was a little too far. You can kind of feel that heel vibe from him. So he was kind of a transitioner. Um, what do you feel, Brett, in that light where you get a guy who – is a heel and the crowd's just going nuts anyway i'm sorry
2: i, I guess i, I kind of what was the the question on that uh, yeah. Are, were, were, were we were we doing
1: the cash like favorite cashins? now uh, i'm just kind of rolling on to the ziggler thing just because of the fact oh. that it came up and it was i just want to transition to it um you were saying that the the money in the bank cash and lends itself to so a heel because mm. of just the thievery of the whole, whole moment but you look at ziggler who cashed in on Del Rio, and he was essentially the heel, but he got the cheer. So like now you get a guy who is a babyface. Let's say like you, your example with Daniel Bryan cashing in. How do you really handle that? I mean, they were cheering for the heel regardless. Well, so the heel,
0: know, getting... in my opinion, the the heel. It's not that the heel turns face. It's that the heel has an over moment with the crowd. And so yeah. when you, when you go to cash in and you're, a heel, so there's, there's really two options at this point. Edge made this popular when he cashed in on Cena after the elimination chamber, as Brett called out, but taking advantage of your opponent while they're down is a very heel thing to do. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the heel approach um, outside of the heel approach. When you've had baby faces, catch in John Cena, um, uh, you know, DB were, or when DB did it um, uh, there, Seth Rollins, I guess you have the kind of, Presenting of the briefcase either prior to the match, during the match, not necessarily waiting for the the uh, champion to be in a vulnerable state. Um, yeah. And so, so I think that that's how they would probably do it again. Is, is Daniel Bryan Lester did that too, right? Yeah. Was, well, and Lesnar's kind of the the odd he, anomaly, yeah. right? Because he's right. he's like, I'm a beast. I don't care. I'm just gonna you know present it and challenge. I just want a title shot. That's all I care about, I'll be whoever. It doesn't matter,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's how they'd probably take it if DB were to win. Brett, what do you think?
1: Yeah, and
2: I mean that that would probably be the way to do it, you know. And and you you could do it like it was originally set up to do, and use it to set up an angle, you know. Like you get a baby face, like let, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is being a Bryan or it is uh, Bray Wyatt that's the champion, just for the sake of argument. You know, they have history; they've had all sorts of awesome matches and everything like that. Hey just, they have all sorts of, uh, <clears throat> have all sorts of awesome matches and stuff like that, you know, and having that, the buildup with the money in the bank, like, oh, you know, Brian or DB is getting his ass kicked all the time, time and time and time again. And, but he does have this Trump card in his back pocket, which is the money in the bank uh,
1: contract. So yeah, I mean, that's, that, that would be how they would have to do it next uh, just uh, two little suggestions for the show. Anytime she goes walking by, we got the Jess Chance.
2: Jess! Yes, Jess! Yes, Jess! Yes. 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 Yes.
1: I'm for it. I'm for it. <laughs> <laughs> two, King Doozy wanted me to write. He's not here today at the moment, obviously, but he wanted me to say that he hopes and prays, not sure how he, that King Corbin wins the, the money in the bank. He just wanted me to throw that in there for you guys case you were, you know, torn on his allegiance, he he wants Corbin to win this
2: thing. He would. That that's a deuce thing to do.
1: Yeah, he loves Corbin. I know.
0: Or Otis. We got some lot a lot of chatter going on in the uh, Wrestling Life group to what you're talking about, Charlie. I know the the guys are saying we got Simon Williams, who's who's pretty doubtful in the potential of the Money in the Bank. Um, doesn't think it's going to be too solid, but Jacob Anthony Moses does. Um, so let's let's kind of transition. So we've talked about the men's money in the bank match. Um kind of a light crowd that's participating. Um what about the women's money in the bank? We got Aqua, we got Shanazer, we got Naya Jax, we got Dana Brooke, and we got Lacey Evans, and also Carmella. Um, so what do we think
2: about that match? Brett, we'll start with you. I mean, <clears throat> the obvious one's Shayna Baszler. You know, that's she had a great match with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Came up just short and everything. So that that's the obvious one. But then you throw in Nia Jax, who is, you know, big. Definitely, as far on the unbeatable level, she's definitely neck and neck with Shayna Baszler. And I, I would say those two are probably your favorites, uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, just because, you know, like I said before, the, it sets stuff up to a heel. Or for a heel, they're both heels. They both cash in you know, on, in that opportune moment and everything. So that's, that's who I think you would have to go as the favorites, either Shayna Baszler or I.
1: And Carmella. <laughs> Carmella may win. WWE loves her for some reason. <sighs> yeah, she had her moment already. And I think, honestly, that, you know, look, okay, so Shayna Baszler, I don't think she will win because she's already had the opportunity to be presented on the highest stage or main. Right. She's so. getting Braun
0: Strowman <laughs> right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. And she's she's proven that she can just get there, period. She doesn't need this. So you want to really use it to elevate somebody. So you look at Asuka, somebody who really needs that rebranding, that re push. Now you can't really do much different with her. She's almost like a you know, a lucha character where you pretty much are what you are. But I think the best bet, even though I don't like her, is Lacey Evans. They're really trying to push her as a, you know, a face now and you know, she's getting over with the crowd and not not for me. I'm not a fan at all. But I see that being as the, the cheap way out because she's very you know celebratory for fans. She has the whole women's movement thing going on with the kid and all that kind of thing. And I think that's just going to be the cheap, lazy way that WWE wants to go with it. Because Nia Jax, she hasn't really sold that she's a threat again. I mean, this could obviously do that for her. But since she can't speak on the mic, you're really kind of wasting the moment with the Nia Jax. She doesn't really, she's another one that the crowd doesn't really get on. So I, they love to get these crowd people who are behind the crowd, or the ultimate heel. And there are no ultimate heels here other than Baszler, but like I said, her time's already passed in terms of meeting something like this. She's already at the top. I think, honestly, that the best bet is stupid Lacey Evans.
0: So here's my take. I do agree. I think Lacey Evans or Dana Brooke will go over and win. Um, Nia Jax, you botching. I really hope that you do nothing to win the Money in the Bank Championship briefcase. She is terrible. I'm sick of her. She's not a good wrestler. They try to perspire as this beast, but they constantly, that doesn't happen. She gets beaten easily. Prime example is they had this terrible segment on Raw between her, Asuka, and Shayna, which Shayna can't talk. Don't give her the mic. Please get away from her. Asuka, they're trying this, like she's just speaking her native tongue, and it's trying, it's kind of, they're trying to make it funny. It's not that funny. It's just bad. Um, And they both kicked Nia Jax. They basically beat her up and then try to beat each other up. It's just Nia Jax sucks. She's not good. She had her run. It was okay. It was a good pop, but she didn't really last that long. She can't rest when she works with She She just – to me at this point, she's an attraction that Jess has used for power in a match. Um, And I just – I can't stand her when I see her. I can't stand half the people in in this match, actually. Um, I give it to Lacey Evans, and I hope she turns because Lacey Evans heel was so good. It was money television. It was great. Why turn her face? Why do that?
1: I mean, in defense of Nia Jax, she had the double knee surgery, so that's probably why she started to lose, knowing that she was going to have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Still not a fan, but nonetheless, there's that. But I will say, she looks also, like
0: Super Shredder with that outfit.
2: <laughs>
1: why did they give her that outfit? It's awful. I'm not a fan. Nash
0: was Super Shredder.
1: Hey, side note though, I think it should. Okay, you know, like I already said about my least interesting thing. But for me, I would love—it's not going to happen—that Oscar wins this thing, and the first night she comes out to show off, you know, that she won the title. Paul Heyman represents her, and goes forward as as an Oscar, which meets a Paul Heyman guy, and goes heel. I feel like that would be a lot better for her. She's not getting over his face, and it's just—it'd be a nice little twist. And she doesn't have to speak, you know. But that's never going to happen because that's too much. That's like steps of thought that the creative team won't do.
2: So, are are they having the women's Money in the Bank match like the men's Money in the Bank match too, where they're going through Titan Tower as well? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Should we, should we talk about the match itself? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah,
0: we alluded to it a couple a couple weeks ago, but let's let's get into it. So, uh, so Brett, you want to take us through kind of the difference in this year's Money in the Bank matches as opposed to past?
2: yeah so uh typically it's basically a ladder match with the money in the bank contract at the top of it. you beat the crap out of everybody, you climb up the ladder, you get the the uh the contract. but with uh quarantine and everything going on, they I guess we're gonna make this another one of those cinematic matches where they're gonna have to battle through you know Titan tower itself clear up to the roof where they're gonna have a ring set up with ladders up there, and the money in the bank contract suspended. from a crane or something suspended regardless, you know, so battle through Titan Tower all the way up to the top, get in the ring, and then ladder match. So it again, it's it's either gonna be super shitty or super great. I don't I can't I can't see any way where it's gonna be just kind of meh. It's either going to be awesome or it's gonna completely blow.
0: Yeah, I think we're lucky that a lot of the wrestlers they put in these matches are gifted in ring talents across the board so you know i I doubt it'll be i think what what i'm nervous about is the spots won't be as big as prior ladder matches uh because they're they're trying their best to work the building which you know orton and edge i thought did a fantastic job of having great spots considering they had a like small room to work with um, and they're very creative and innovative. I hope that this will carry that innovation. I think this match will be more similar to that, as the cinematic matches we got. You
1: yeah, know, it's funny about the cinematic match thing. I was picturing this because you know we put the pic. Actually, we posted it on I was on Instagram. Uh, the image of what this is going to look like with the ring on the roof, and then obviously the there surrounding, and you know the belt from the crane. Right. I was hoping that maybe they would do the cinematic within the building. And then when they get to the top, they switch it back over to a, you know, a traditional match. I don't know how that blends. You know, Obviously, we don't know what's going live, what's not live, not, not days for WWE. But if they were to do that, I feel like you can get a lot of use and even balance out of the whole structure. Because I don't even know how many floors are in this building. Is this going to be a stairs thing? Is someone going to come to an elevator out of the last second? I don't know any of that structure. But I would like to assume that if you're going to have that buildup as you're traveling through the building to get to the top, that somebody is going to be eliminated within the building and not everybody just makes it to the top and then becomes a regular match. So I don't know how that's going to work out. I still think the match overall will probably be pretty good. I'm not going to be a hater anymore. So expectations low, automatic, good grade just based on that.
2: There's seven floors on Titan Tower.
0: Seven? Seven oh. floors. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm excited no, I mean, about this.
1: Why not? Right? I mean, yeah. everything is so difficult. At least, I know it's corny as hell when they first announced it, but I mean, it's just at least it's interesting, you know. The, the I, image I, was
0: corny, right? But yeah, I think the yeah. idea of it's actually pretty cool. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah, like a cool. martial arts movie, like the way they're setting <laughs> it up, you know, like or a, like, ja- like, like a Jackie Chan movie. Yeah, like a Jackie Chan movie, exactly. Yeah. Or, or, or like something that old boy. Would go through in that. If you guys have seen that movie, they
1: could have done it at the SmackDown hotel. Would- <laughs> oh! The SmackDown
2: hotel match. Man, they missed the boat on. God, they missed the boat there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we we spent enough time on the Money in the Bank matches. We'll come back to the card, but I do want to take a memory link to overall, kind of your favorite Money in the Bank ins We've had some classic ones over the years, um, you know, we alluded to some earlier. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys, kind of your favorites uh, that have existed over the years.
2: Uh, so uh, my favorite is, I, I, to the surprise of no one, is Edge's first cash-in, you know, so. shit <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but the Edge cash-in, just because it, it changed what a Money in the Bank cash-in was. You know, before the edge cash in, it was, you know, I'm we're going to build up this whole angle and, and blah, 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 blah. And nobody saw that coming. And, like, I, I've i watched that match quite a few times, you know. And I, I recently went back and watched that, uh, you know, the Elimination Chamber match before it happened. And, I mean, Cena took ass kicking, you know. And especially with that match, before they had the padding down when it was super stiff. The cage was real stiff and everything, for Edge to run out there like he and he was prodded on by uh, Mr. McMahon as well because there was some beef with uh, John Cena and Mr. McMahon at the time. So he got him out there, did the cash in, speared him like three times, and then just took it. Ultimate Opportunist. It basically created the Edge character going forward. Was that the Was that the first ever Money in the that- Bank? That, that was the first – I'm 99% sure that was the first, like, opportunistic cash in, let's call it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So wasn't – Edge wasn't the first holder of the Money in the Bank?
2: I don't think so, but I don't remember who the first was.
1: Got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the obvious ones, for example, the Ziggler one was, is definitely my favorite one, um, just because I can just remember the moment how that popped when he came out. Ziggler was my favorite person at the time. So and I love Del Rio, but the emotion behind it, and that, like I already explained, that was that was just Did you. Huge. Just say I, you love Del Rio. Oh, I love Del Rio. Yeah, I love Del Rio. I mean, okay. whatever. Well, we won't get into that. But yes, I do love Del Rio. So, so the Ziggler catch-in was my favorite catch-in. at that time. I was all of a thing. Big, big, huge fan. Uh, especially since he didn't just walk in, hit the finisher. He kind of had to, almost seem as if maybe it wasn't gonna go, and then he hits the zigzag and finishes him. But um. I will say, obviously, the John Cena cash-in on CM Punk where they, he announced it, as lame as that was, it set up this huge CM Punk thing. You know, the, the starting the heel turn, Big Show jumping in. Oh, there was just a lot there that I really love. But the most underrated one, and the one I'm going to give my vote to just for the hell of it, is the Damian Sandow cash-in. Because Damian Sandow cashed in. I was there. He was here in Orlando. And he cashed in. What I loved about him was – is. Most heels nowadays, which I hate, they, they, they tend to do the runoff thing more. You know, what I loved about CM Punk was that he was a heel that, that was like, yeah, I'll take your match tonight. Like, let's do this all the time. Obviously, he eventually got to the part where he was, you know, running off with the bell and escaping. But for the most part of his run, his heel dominance that was just like, like face-like, like, yeah, tonight, all the time, which I loved. Damian Sandow took that match. Like, it wasn't cowardice or anything. Like, John Cena was ready, and he still took it. And he had him in the Cripper Cross space, And he was adding moves to his repertoire he'd never done before. And a lot of close calls. And he lost. But it just really pushed the limit. I, I love that moment. That-, that crowd, that night here, way was-, was nuts. Just hoping and cheering for Sandow. But what yeah. happened? Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 but-, but still, like. Um, was, he- was he the
0: first unsuccessful cash-in? yeah i think so oh yeah
1: either that what, or seen
0: over he, 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 his character i feel like was during the like he, it was ahead of was its time
1: him. or or, or too far been. in the
0: future i think if sandow remember like he came out he did the whole intellectual thing he held the mic like this and yeah, you know yeah. he was uh he was great sure. on the mic he was a good in-ring performer um but just he, he never stuck he never stuck, and, and, you know, unfortunately, then he then he got over again when he was wow. Miz's, like,
1: stunt <laughs> so, double. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that was hilarious, but how long could that last, right? So, um, yeah. you know, and, that was that was the unfortunate thing. What's up, Brett?
1: And and if
2: I may go back and correct myself, I I, I did look at it. Edge was the first uh, Money in the Bank person, and that cash-in on John Cena was the first cash-in. Oh! So, so to kind of just forget everything I said before, and we'll take it in a different way. So, what that did was that established the money in the bank contract. <laughs> you know, so instead of, instead of it being something where you're building up an angle and you're gonna cash it in on a certain day, I'm gonna get my match this, that, this way, this gave me the possibility of what it could
1: do. No, yeah, that was definitely, I can't knock on that. You just know how I'm with Edge. Yeah, And and like, you
2: you listen to the podcast he did with Christian, he talked about it often enough where he said, you know, before the match, they had the idea for the match, but they didn't know, they didn't really have anything beyond what the match actually was. Mm. So he was like instrumental in, you know, making the money in the bank, what it is and and what it could be. and, And that was all his idea was the cash-in on John Cena after that. So, you know, you can hate on, hate on uh, Edge all you want, but game trade, but
0: game Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think it was Jericho who came up with the concept of the match. Yeah. It was either this or Elimination Chamber. that he came up with.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: Ironically, was. he never won a Money in the Bank contract. Um, but but so before I give my, um, my favorite of all time, I'm going to run through a couple of big hitters out there. So Bailey's cash-in. Uh, last year same night money in the bank flair takes one of becky two belts belts um, and then bailey wins the money in the bank that night cashes it in that night and beats flair which is pretty big for her um orton and 13 on Daniel after triple h interfered we'll talk about kind of setting the tone for things that kind of established the authority which was a huge angle for a while uh ms cash in on randy orton in 2010 that was a good one. We got the angry Ms. girl from that, and uh, the rest is history. I know Jacob Anthony Moses will agree with me that Miz is best. <laughs> um, and then uh, Punk uh, in 08 on Edge, uh, which was the first, I think, time ever that someone cashed in the night uh, after being drafted. So he cashed in the night after being drafted on Raw. Um, we have RDDs cash in on Cena, which was the riot thing in 06. Um, we talked about Edge Cena earlier. Uh, Carmella Flair. So Flair has been cashed on a couple times. Cena has been cashed on a couple times. But the funny thing about Carmella is um, she held it for almost 300 days—a very long time. She held that briefcase, uh, and she was with uh, uh, James, James Ellsworth. Uh, Ellsworth, yeah. was—it's funny how she got the briefcase. I thought that was one of the most innovative and funny ways that someone gets a case, having James Ells- Ellsworth. Toss it, it to her. They it need to restart.
1: Crazy. Restart and have her get it again.
0: You guys uh, think
1: there's going to be a day where, I mean, eventually, obviously, right? Where somebody cashes in on the day of Money the Bank the next year. Like, they have it, and they and there's, like, a storyline of you have, you have to the end of the night to cash it in kind of thing. So, somebody wins the next match, and maybe they, like, cash it in within the match. They cash you know in I mean? on the person
0: who wins the money in
1: the bank briefcase? Or, or something, you know, like, maybe they put the maybe they put the title, like, you know, the, the champion's in the Money in the Bank match, you know what I mean, and they're, they're going for it, too, or something, I don't know. And it's just some kind of cool thing where the champ, or another angle right there, maybe the champion is in the Money in the Bank match and, and, and wins the Money in the Bank and has that, That's definitely a Brock
0: Lesnar move.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, you have double angle there, because then you, it just creates cool storylines and, and newness, you know, freshness.
0: They're definitely going to have to get uh, in it. I think over the years with this match because now everyone's doing the same thing. You know, people when they cash in on an opponent and they cash in during a match, like Rollins on Lesnar, Reigns, uh, Mania. Uh, that was, by the way, I think that was the first Mania cash in, um, and then yeah. Ambrose. Uh, this, so we talked about Ziggler on on Del Rio. That one had like the biggest I've ever heard. It was nuts in my career watching wrestling other than like triple h and john cena's entrances at the royal rumbles but um that pop was insane and it was it kind of like started that like ooh the Raw after post me is gonna be so awesome like something's gonna happen the crowd's gonna be super into it they're gonna be shouting nonsense um but yeah he came down with biggie and aj lee i think were his faction yeah. at the time and uh he when he got that that one two three the fans were screaming the one, yeah, two, I, three. I, four.
1: Dude, That's I was at home. Exec- that Ziggler shirt on. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. I, 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 Ziggler was like my number one at that time. Like him, Punk. Like ah, oh, damn. But so, like,
2: was it was it CM Punk that cashed in on Jeff Hardy after Jeff Hardy beat the Undertaker?
0: Yeah, like- and that was on SmackDown,
2: right? Yeah, but that was a good cash in that too. Was a good cash in too? Yeah, Cause that was Jeff- a good one. Because that that was the one that had that JR called, "Make yourself famous, kid." Like that one, that was a good cash in as well. I I'd forgotten about that one. That, that was
0: he had um he had them back to back like back to back years. Yeah, he, where definitely he took the did. briefcases, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a. He he was was a, a briefcase.
1: pretty annoyed he didn't keep that idea for AW. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, who knows? They'll probably do. They'll probably do something that's similar at some. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got the ears of people there to to do something creative. Definitely not flim-flam. Um, so, so my favorite cash in was actually Ambrose on Rollins after he beat and it was the same night that Ambrose won the bank because up until that point they had teased and kind of had us begging as fans to have Dean Ambrose reach up and get that fourth belt uh, to complete the grand slam and get that championship. And he hadn't, but, the comrades had, and what's interesting about it is the shield, right? So, you have the shield and how big their dynasty was, but in one night, each man was the world champion. So, you had Reigns, then Raw, and Ambrose, and I thought that was so cool. Um, and it was such a, a unique way to, to end that night and kind of put a, a stamp on the shield, uh, now being split apart um so that was that was my favorite one but but that's it's such a exciting event um especially when the cash in happens
2: yeah. yeah yeah that and going back to you know uh still kids first point about the about the music that's the one that i remember you know the matches it's over and then you get the run that Dean Ambrose music oh, yeah, that was so no. killer <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god this is happening <laughs> That's 100 percent bud. Speaking of music,
0: I, I don't know if AEW is watching our podcast, but have you noticed they've turned up the volume on their entrance music over <laughs> the past month? <laughs> like, they're like, oh, <laughs> every time I watch now, like and, and where that is Dean Ambrose's music. So he fought um who did he fight yesterday? Uh It's escaping me. S C U guy. Scorpio
2: Sky. Was it Scorpio Sky?
0: No, the other dude. Not Daniels. Not Sky.
2: Kazarian. No. Yeah, Kazarian. Fuck Kazarian.
0: Kazarian. And so his his music was like super loud and clear, Um, and it's good. I mean, it doesn't have the like that. I think that I'm a big sucker for the like introduction noise, then the music.
2: Um, Like the like the glass crashing. (sighs) <sighs> yeah but if you think you know me all this thing. <laughs> <laughs> save it save it
0: <laughs> um cool 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 all right so so we've gone kind of nostalgia going back watching these matches and talking about that let's now we got about a half hour left let's let's wrap up the rest of the card that we have to look forward to <clears throat> so let's talk about the WWE championship match. We have Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, which I think is very interesting because they just had Seth Rollins lose to Kevin Owens, and they just put Drew McIntyre over big, over Lesnar in the Big Show. It's only a month later. Is, is it possible that Seth Rollins could capture the gold, or, or is it not going to happen? There's no way Drew's retaining, and if he does retain... Is it a clean retain, Brett? We'll start with you.
2: Uh, I think he'll definitely retain. I, I, I think Drew McIntyre is going to have a pretty, pretty decent run. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a year, but it's going to, it's going to be through the summer, I would think. Uh, with Rollins, he's going to get a great match with Seth Rollins. Seth, Seth Rollins is say what you want about the guy, but he's, he's one of the five best wrestlers in the world right now, as far as work, in ring in ring work, the whole package. He's one of the five best.
0: Are you digging the gimmick? Yeah. Oh yeah. Me
2: yeah. Too. I love it. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's, uh, cause Seth Rollins is not a baby face. He's just not, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. He's such a better heel, you know, and the whole, the Monday night Messiah, the, the Christ-like thing. I dig it, man. <sighs> I, I, I got done. I watched Waco, uh, the series on Netflix about David Koresh. I knocked that out in like two days. So I, I am fascinated by cults and things like that. So, you know, him having that kind of cult-like thing and everything. I I dig the hell out of it. I can, dude, I watch Wild move. Wild
0: Country if you haven't yet or That's Wild West Country, whatever That's what I've
2: heard. I'll get on that.
0: Yeah, it's good. Oh. Waco was awesome. Kirsch yeah. was the man. He did great.
2: Uh, you know, uh, not, wrong podcast. Let's
0: get <laughs> <laughs> CL Kid, what do you think Seth Rollins, you you, you you in on McIntyre retaining, you in on Rollins winning?
1: What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go with a lot of what Brett said. T- Seth Rollins, to me, is the top five wrestler in the world. Every match he puts on, it's, if it's not good, it's not on him. He's amazing in ring. I love the character. I love everything he's got. He's a great heel. He should always be a heel. Um, but the only thing that I shake you know, shaky on is I know he beat Lesnar, but it was the obvious go-over for McIntyre. We all knew he was going to beat Lesnar because, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to Lesnar win again on Mania. So – I just don't feel – I think they want to use this to really legitimize, you know, legitimize his run because if he goes on, you know, usually that first person you go against is like, you know, a Nia Jax-level male superstar where it's like, you know they're, they're going to beat them. You know, but I think Rollins really gives him something that's really going to set him up because I, a lot of people that I've been reading are thinking that the McIntyre face run is getting a little stale, and I, I agree because I thought that since before he won. I think he should be a heel himself. Uh, It's just, I don't know when that'll happen. And I hope that his title run goes long enough that he experiences that heel turn as the champ and remains the champ through it. Um, I just don't want him to be running through everyone, but at the same time, he is dominant and he should be winning. Nonetheless, I think he should beat Rollins. I think that's the way to go. Rollins can handle the loss and move right on. But eventually, to me, you have to turn. You have to turn McIntyre. Keep us champ, but turn him.
0: I I agree with you completely. I just WWE does this thing when they need when they have the babyface champion, they try to market them and they try to do it in a hey you know you need to be funny and kind of comment on things and he's just it's not it's not him like his his gimmick in Impact Wrestling when he was this dark and disturbed individual he, that was like the best and I think that's where he should be if they're gonna put him as a face at least make him like this dark. Face that just is a pa- yeah exactly like like don't 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 try to make him a typical baby face which they're doing now it sucks luckily for the for him he's he's super cool and he's over but i just it's it's not he needs to be healed we always say that we always say everyone needs to be healed but but it's true if you can't be a face if you can't be cena you can't be uh ex- like, it just can't be done and um I wish Seth Rollins would win. I I read I think you you nailed it on the cult comment. He is personifying way better Lee, personifying what it's like to be a cult leader, which is not even necessarily what I think they asked him to go for. And they just want him to be this like Christ-like messiah guy and he's taken it to a degree of just the way his his tone of voice and how slow he speaks and how direct he is with what he says, it just it's juicy. So juicy and, it, and it's captivating me. Um, I think it's so good. I I believe he could afford the loss to Owens, in which he did. Um, that was fine, but this I don't know if he can afford another loss. So if, I think what's going to happen is they're actually going to have the match end in either a no contest or a disqualification or something that's not going to have him be pinned. Because if they do that, then he's he is the foreseeable future. He's going to get the Bray Wyatt treatment of like 2017,
1: and so that's. I'm worried about that because he's, he's such a good character right now. What do you, what do you think of a uh, Kevin Owens coming out and aiding Rollins as in being won over by the cult?
0: Oh, that's Ooh. good. And they Ooh. were uh, – Leanne Tompkins and, and a few of them on, on our uh, site. I think Randy was on there too. They were talking about Kevin Owens and,
1: um, and where he's been. That would be interesting. Yeah. Even if – I would I'd be okay with him coming out and – you know, obviously Rollins is, is thinking he's coming after him and he interferes and, and, you know, super kick or whatever quick move he can hit on, uh, on McIntyre for the disqualification so that McIntyre retains. Rollins is shocked, but now the story, they jump in afterwards and you kind of just, instead of Rollins getting upset about the title not being in his hands, he's more excited about the opportunity to work with him. And now you keep McIntyre as champ and you give him some legitimate threats. But
2: again, so, so if, if, if I can circle back around to, to the, uh, Drew McIntyre as a baby face or conversation do it. I like drew McIntyre's baby face. I, I think they did it the exact <laughs> right way. it, it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of that it, it was kind of that Kofi Kingston thing from last year, except it was less it, it was less kind of I put in my time kind of thing and more of a, I overcame my screw-ups, you know, and the oh, fact that... Jinder Gen- you know, Gen- Mahal a champion, then. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I like it. I, th- I think he's a good baby face. I, obviously, heels are... It's easier to be a heel for most people,
1: you know, but uh,
2: I like it. I, th- I thought
1: they did a pretty good job with it. Right. Well, then get rid of the, the one, the countdown... To the you know to when he hits the claymore thing because it's almost like the Superman punch garbage you know like sure like give me give give me that <laughs> you know give her that and I'll be okay I guess. fair <laughs> point
2: and, oh lord and then also going back to the the Seth Rollins and Monday Night Messiah gimmick too like when I first saw it I thought it screamed straight out of Society you know yeah that yeah, that, was, that was my thing and he and it, it feels like it kind of started there. And then eventually, because the Straight Edge Society wasn't about CM Punk, it was about Straight Edge, whereas Seth Rollins is about Seth Rollins. So that's kind of where they reared off. They made it different, I'm digging it. All right.
0: Okay. We'll let you have that one, Brett. Uh, quick,
1: uh, quick run through all the rest of the matches. Well, we Two got minutes, 16 right? minutes, so let's, let's,
0: let's try and squeeze some of the other stuff, and then we'll come back to the, the rest of the card um, exactly. if, we, if we have time. Uh, you want to you want to lead us in, seal kid, to the. Uh...
1: Oh, okay. Is that what we're doing here? Yeah. All right. On, this on this day, day, I see is going
2: to light. Wrong play. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett, take us away. What happened on this date, dude? Uh, Rick Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the third in the trilogy at uh, Music City Showdown in 1989. It was in Nashville, and uh, the end of the of arguably the greatest a ma- trilogy of matches of all time. If you've never seen Flair and Steamboat in 88-89, for the love of God, go watch Flair and Steamboat. It's amazing, and uh, this this was the finale. You know, it was. Like back in those days, the first match was always the best one. And the third match was always the second best one. And that was absolutely the case with this. It is a masterpiece in professional wrestling. If you want to know how it's, done, how it's done and how it's done well, Flair Steamboat is the way to go.
0: I feel like that was like one of the first feuds that really told, told like a solid story during the match. Mm-hmm. You know, if you watch those matches, it's just the, the emotion, psychology, the, kind of the taunting that they were doing, and then the technicality of the wrestling was great, but it just the story they told in that trilogy was so fantastic, um, cool. and it was ahead of its time, in my opinion.
2: And, and you, have, you have a guy in Ric Flair who can come up with anything, and then you have another guy in Ricky, Sting, Ricky Steamboat who can do anything. So... The sky was the limit with that. You have a master psychologist with Flair. You have a master technician with Steamboat. It was no-miss situation, and they, they absolutely knocked it out of the park, and everybody should go watch it,
1: if not tonight, tomorrow night. Make it a weekend. Honorable mention, the Miz and John Cena, near their uh, you know, on this day, <laughs> with Alex Riley ringside. This was the great Miz when he was at his prime coming out with the badass suits as champion. They had a little matchup again. Another great match. Honestly. You think that
0: was his prime? Not when he was when he was shooting with Cena the second time around.
1: I don't know, man. When he came out as a champ and he was coming out all slow, and Alex Riley was at the. That was that was the Miz. That if, if he was like that again, I want him to win money in the bank. Yeah. I mean, he's not in. It. You know I mean? I'd want, I'd want him in. I don't
2: give a fuck about the Miz.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'd say it with the suits. Ms.
0: His, his, his greater sign, McIntyre. Uh, well, thank you for your honorable mention. But, yeah, backing up, Brett, uh, definitely go check out Ric Flair, uh, the Dragon, the third one, uh, super solid match. Oh. And if, if you have some left over, check out Miz and Cena with Riley in the background. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so we'll, we'll, <laughs> before we go back to the rest of the card, typically come by to the week. Um and it's funny or it's crazy. Um this week I want to something up because uh what I noticed was so Matt Hardy's been back. Um and he was in like a, a gauntlet street fight uh this past week, uh which is a really good match uh with the inner circle and the all the elite. Um uh, hit his twist of fate multiple times. The first on Jericho, the second on Guevara, the first time he hit the twist of fate, Shavani said, and Hardy with a cut. The next, the next time he hit the, the twist of fate, the announcers were like stumbled and they didn't know what to say and just said he puts down the guy. So I, I sat there and was like, can, can they not say twist of fate?
1: I guess we'll find out what about this. Because when Jeff Hardy comes back this week, if he hits it and they call it a twist of fate, then the rights must still be reserved to WWE. You see that a lot in these cross-brand mm-hmm. things where you can't steal move names because they're, you know, Lion Tamer went through something like that with the Walls of Jericho and, and so on. And so you just, you know, maybe it's it's probably something like that. If Jeff uses it and, and you know he's going to use it um, and they call it, then that's probably what the issue is.
2: Yeah, agreed. Nothing more to add. But, like,
0: just that's fair. But how, how, delete, how unprepared is the organization, yeah, yeah. though? They should know that. So, like to call because what happens is the move now is not impactful because they're not the broadcasting team's dropping the ball by calling it a cutter.
1: Yeah, like, but at the same time, Michael Cole did a, a similar thing um, maybe I don't know, like two months ago or something like that. I can't place whose move it was, but there was definitely a moment where he went to go call a move something and he had to hold back. You, and you felt what you're explaining. And then after that, you know, fortunately for him, the move didn't come up again. I'm blanking on what it was, but it was definitely the exact same concept, um, somebody having a move that they were changing the name of because the name wasn't suitable or whatever the case is. I forget what it was, though.
0: All right. Well, I just wanted to call that out because that, that weirded me out when I was watching this week. Um, all right, let's go back to the card here. In our other championship match, we have a former team – that have been split recently facing each other and Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. I, I feel very similarly to the McIntyre match where I'd be shocked if Braun Strowman drops the title, but I just can't see them. Can they be that stupid to have the Fiend lose again?
1: No, no. I'll let you go. Brett, if you want to run with it first. Yeah.
2: I just, I don't like Braun Strowman as a champion. Braun Strowman doesn't need to be a champion. Giants don't need to be a champion. Andre the Giant didn't need to be the champion. Braun Strowman doesn't need to be the champion. He needs to be a kick-ass guy who is used to make champions look strong. And uh, Bray Wyatt is still the hottest, probably the hottest thing in wrestling, at least uh, on the WWE side anyway, the best at Hmm. the very least. so. Uh, I don't want to see Bray Wyatt lose again, and I don't want to see Braun Strowman as chamber. champion.
1: Agree completely. You can chalk up the loss to Goldberg because everyone, every fan or world that knew it was coming, it just isn't what <laughs> it is. But, Goldberg. you know, this, huh? Goldberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goldberg. Goldberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, honestly, The Fiend is, is the best thing. Like, for me, anytime, you know, they're showing anything and it interrupts, go to a Firefly Flying House. I'm all in. Like, mm. don't fuck me. This is my focus. So, like, it's just so obvious that he needs to win. Strowman doesn't need to be champ. I'm okay with big guys being champ. Lesnar was champ forever. And He's a big guy that bad ass, and that's great. But this is just – there's no way that you keep Strowman. I'll give Strowman his credit. He hasn't said much during this little feud, but it's been entertaining largely based on the storyline between their history, so I'll give him that. But yeah, because of Bray. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. sucks. On the history. But you know yeah. he needs to go. Like that's it. You know, post your pictures about being champ for another you know few days, and you're done. Like done.
0: It's so bad. And the oh, what'd you get me, Alexa Bliss? Thank you for this gift. Like I just, I, I can't. Ugh,
2: he's terrible. I've never he's been a so fan. bad. Never been a fan. I, he's to be. What I'm Brett? Bibl- I'm ambivalent about him. I don't hate him, but I don't like him either. He's just he's a big guy. I mean, every every promotion needs a Braun Strowman in it. Uh, Oh yeah. And he should shut do.
1: his mouth.
2: Yeah, he's horrible on the mic. And get a better finisher.
1: I mean, I, yeah. that power slam is the worst finisher in wrestling. And I and I don't like the stunner from Owens. I would get rid of that too. But I'd keep that if I can get rid of the power slam. It has no power to it whatsoever.
2: It's a power slam.
1: Yeah, but it's like he doesn't, <laughs> he, wants- he doesn't like run and do a turn and like give him some oomph into it. Like, give me something where you know. I don't know. He he holds him up for a little bit, like the, like Goldberg does, turns and then power slams him. Something.
2: And at least he doesn't do a choke slam like every other big man. I'll
0: yeah, that's it. true.
1: I I'd still would take that
0: though. And like what what's next? Someone's gonna do a you know a suplex and that's their finisher. I guess I guess Goldberg kind of did that, but like then we're gonna get to like a cradle. Oh, the finisher is a
2: cradle.
0: Ambrose was doing DDTs. <laughs> yeah but at least at least it's different in a way you know what i mean like yeah they get that double arm
2: lift up right yeah
0: exactly yeah. and he kind of yeah. kicks then does it it's like a stunner but like a ddt mm-hmm. don't defend him
1: they're both terrible oh you didn't <laughs> like the you didn't like the no, DDT. I didn't like ddt's as finishers like come on i don't like spears as finishers anymore there's too many of them i don't like super kicks as finishers anymore i'm done with them
0: yeah I'm that's done. fair that's, well, saturated saturated market for super
2: kicks Super Kicks aren't a finisher. Sweet Chin Music's a finisher.
1: Oh, no, no. You tell that to the Usos. Okay.
2: <laughs> or Ziggler.
1: Or Ziggler. Are
2: they, are they tuning up the band? Are they tuning up the band?
0: No, there's no not? tuning of the band. Ziggler <laughs> did mock Michaels a couple times back in the you day.
1: Gotta press one from the corner when the opponent is down, or it's not a Sweet Chin Music for all you uh, WWE SmackDown PlayStation players.
0: Well it's like it's the same thing with the spear too. Like I would I would let Edge slide in that realm because he did the you know the hair flip, the oh, I'm waiting for you to get up, mm-hmm. like come on, yeah, you know, he motions over, like, okay, edgy but then it's after easy. that now everyone does the spear or does the like waiting for you to get up move. It's it's not yeah. as like you can't yeah. Shawn Michaels perfect. Yep. Perfect. Everyone else did it right. They'd wait patiently and then do it not try to make overdo it like the rock used to just put his hands on his knees wait for the rock bottom there wasn't anything more about it that was it and and you know you have these guys nowadays it's it's interesting how many people are falling in that that same realm.
2: Eddie Omega. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he does it seven times a match because he gets that b-trigger seven times a match
0: oh god yeah. it's true rough um all right five minutes left um you want to do the list the hell with the yeah, let's get years? to the list. I mean, can we just say like, who cares about Bailey and Tamina? Bailey's gonna win. Tamina's a yep. throw-in. Yeah.
2: yeah. Whatever.
0: Terrible. Go New Day. New, you <laughs> think New Day's gonna retain? I hope so. Yeah. The Forgotten Sons. What? Do they did anyone follow them? I don't know much about them.
1: Oh, uh, they're they're pretty good, but you know they're they've solid. they've gone over during the past few weeks. So I'm hoping that's just to uh, give them some some heat, but they'll have a good run eventually. But for now, I don't want them to jump in as champs already.
0: Got it. All right. Well, Nia Jax made my list earlier. I already shot on her, so uh, CL Kid, I'll let you start. Who is on your list this week?
1: Okay, my list is Money in the Bank ladder matches, and the only reason that is, with the split show, I would like to see two male matches, two female matches, have a SmackDown, have their Raws, have going for four big ladder matches. Also, I feel like there should be a tag team Money in the Bank now. You know, something of that nature, something different that kind of really lets you explore that avenue. But honestly, I like, obviously, you know, they have, I don't know if it's equal anymore. I didn't really look at it, pay attention you know, three SmackDown, three Raw guys or whatever the case may be. But I used to enjoy the knowing there's going to be one guy going for the heavyweight championship and one guy going for the main championship. And I know it becomes kind of an obvious storyline filler, but at least you get more situations because you can take one guy and have them fail and the other person hold on to it for the year and it's just a little more entertaining. I, at this point with nothing going on, I'd prefer it that way.
2: Yeah. And to make my list, I'm going to, I'm, I hate to piggyback off you, but I'm going to go with Nia Jax as well. Yeah. You know, I've, 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 I'm a half ass Nia Jax fan, but you can't be hurting people, girl. You know, not especially when you're the baby face in the Ronda Rousey situation. And then the very next week you come out and you, yeah, triple somebody. I mean, I get it. You get ring rust and stuff like that, but Jesus Christ, that wasn't even close.
1: So, <laughs> it's bad. Just, well, you're the rock, you can get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, then,
0: um, yeah. I would, I would like to see, uh, to see all kids' point. I'd love to see like these themed pay per views just be every match is the theme, like, right yeah. in the bake, every championship just. All, all Money in the Bank matches. Tag, When you have TLC, TLC pay per views
1: and not every match of TLC matches, like yeah, it makes sense. Months. Hell in a <laughs> Cell,
0: same thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that will do it for Podjobbers Jobbers this week. Uh, Money in the Bank match made our list. Uh, Nia Jax, you've made two of our lists and we went through the greatest of all time cash ins. We hope everyone enjoys Money in the Bank this weekend. Watch it. And also keep watching us on Podjobbers. We're on Instagram too. And uh, thank you all.
1: Yeah.